0: Coming up on the Cliff Notes podcast, week five pregame show, East Buchanan and West Platt battle to see who can stay undefeated in the KCI conference race. Plus, the Polo Panthers are also 4-0. We'll hear from their head coach, Kyle Ross. And Plattsburgh gets their first win of the regular season. We'll talk to the Tiger head coach, Brandon Boswell. All that and so much more on the Cliff Notes podcast, week five pregame show. And welcome everybody here to the Clifton's podcast. I am your host Clifton Gruz. We are continuing on with our week 5 pregame show. This is segment 2 where we talk KCI and GRC 11-man football. Let's not waste any more of your guys' time. Let's go ahead and let's run down some scores from week 4. In a big game, a big class 1 ranked game, East Buchanan defeated Hamilton 22-12 was the final score in that one. Maybe Buchanan also runs their record to 4-0 on the regular season with a 48-7 win over Lathrop. West Platte shuts out Lawson 39-0. Plattsburgh with their first win of the regular season, 22-16 over North Platte. Polo 4-0. They beat Gallatin 13-12. South Harrison over Maysville 14-0. Milan all over Princeton 46-14. And Trenton with their second win this season, second straight win. They beat Putnam County 26-0. What's the final score there? Those are your week four scores. We'll continue on with our week five preview after a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Clip Notes Podcast, week five pregame show. And welcome, everybody, back to the week five pregame show. This is segment two. Let's go ahead. Let's get into it. The first matchup that we're going to preview this week is East Buchanan going on the road to Weston to take a West Platte. Bulldogs are in the top ten in class one, and they remain very, very strong. After a 22-12 win over Hamilton last Friday night. That earned the Bulldogs several honors, including the KQ2 team of the week. So definitely shout out to East Buchanan on that one. They take on West Platt. They are 4-0 on the regular season with victories over Lone Jack, South Harrison, Plattsburgh, and Lawson. So definitely this is the stiffest competition the Blue Jays have faced all season long. We did have an opportunity to talk with the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs, Dan Ritter, this week. He breaks down last week's matchup with Hamilton and a look ahead to this week's matchup at West Platt. Let's go to our interview with Bulldog head coach Dan Ritter right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast. We're continuing on with our week five pregame show. We are here with the head coach of the East Buchanan Bulldogs, Dan Ritter. Coach, how are you? Very good, sir.
1: Very good.
0: Well, coach, um, your team moved on to 4-0 and on the season with a victory over a fellow KCI rival, a fellow state-ranked rival Hamilton Hornet football team. Um, coach, just um, great defense by your team, and just uh, what are your thoughts on your victory over Hamilton?
1: Well, I'm very proud of our young men, mainly because of the team that we played. Hamilton is a very good football team, and uh, if we're going to go far, in this thing later this year, we're going to definitely see that team again, uh, because I have a feeling that they may win their district uh, outright. Anyway, our boys definitely came out early. We got out to a 16-0 to start, and that's pretty much all it took, because we won 22-12. to So uh, that second half was a little bit more rough, but since we started so well, we were able to hold that really good team off.
0: Well, coach, um, you got another opportunity. You're gonna be um going on the road this week to Weston to face West Platt, another undefeated football team, another team undefeated in the KCI conference. This this team may not be, you know, you know, this is a team that I know that Mid Buck, East Buck, and Hamilton, they're all in those state rankings there. But it seems like West Platt is very underrated in my mind. Um, coach, just um, what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays and what can we expect on Friday?
1: Well, Weston is not underrated to us because West Platte took us down to almost overtime and we had to kick a field goal to simply win the game last year. They put their best 11 on the field against us. They played some man coverage and, and they were doing some really good things. And We couldn't get anything going offensively. And honestly, they were driving the ball in some instances against us last year. So they may be underdogs to other people, but to us, we know what kind of team they are. And I would say they're probably better this year. Uh, definitely being off to a four and zero start like they are. Uh, I know a few of their coaches over there, and uh, they're very well coached ball clubs, and they know what they're doing on offense and defense. And and uh, I'm nervous. Our our players aren't, but uh, but I'm definitely nervous about what they're going to bring to the table. I know they're a great team.
0: Well, coach, um, definitely um, congratulations on the win over Hamilton. And um, thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast once again, um, making your time available to the podcast. Truly appreciate that. And um, good luck to you and your boys on Friday against West Platte. Thank you very much, sir. That was East Buchanan head coach Dan Ritter on that interview there. Next matchup at the KCI, it is homecoming week in Fawcett, is Mead Buchanan will look to run their record to 5-0 on the regular season while they take on North Platte. Uh, Panthers have just been struggling all season long, and the schedule doesn't get any easier. They're looking for a matchup at Mid-Buchanan. We did have an opportunity to speak with the head coach of the Mid-Buchanan Dragons, Aaron Fritz, as we do every single week here on this podcast. We talked about last week's game against Lathrop and a look ahead to this week's homecoming matchup with North Platte. Here's my conversation with Coach Aaron Fritz right now. Here, and we're here on the Cliff Notes podcast. I am here with the head coach of the Bibby Cannon Dragons, Aaron Fritz. is always kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Friday Night Football is quickly approaching. Um, Coach, run your rec- ran your record up to 4-0 um, last week with a 48-7 win over Lathrop. Um, defense was pretty dominant, especially in the first half. I saw a tweet. From Nick McCutcheon, as I was following this game on Twitter, did I read this right? Did this defense really hold Lathrop to minus ninety something yards rushing, not something ninety yards, minus ninety yards total offense in the first half? And did I read that right?
2: Yeah, you might have. I didn't see that, and we we don't keep stats like that and and things like that because I'm sure that totals like penalty yards and stuff like that might have been what he was looking at. But yeah, defensively we did a really nice job and, and did some good things and. And kept an offense that had moved the ball and had a lot of yards this year uh, kind of in check. So I was very proud of
0: our kids. Well, Coach, you know, it seems like, you know, every single year, let's talk about this defense. Um last year, this defense was real solid. Very few games where you guys allowed double-digit points. And it seems like you guys are very well on your – you guys are pretty much picking up right where you left off last season just talk about the play you know obviously a lot of new names are stepping in we've talked about this before talk about the way that you the, some of those new guys that have stepped into new roles are stepping up and really making a name for themselves on this defense
2: well I, I think it's kind of the same thing you hear a lot of stuff stuff from coaches and kind of cliche of the next man up mentality but I mean our kids know that if we're asking them to step in and play a spot on defense that they're gonna have to play an hour and play as fast as they can and play aggressive and play uh, and play smart and study and do things we need them to do. And we've had a lot of kids step in and do that. We've been rotating a lot of different kids and getting a lot of kids time. And it's just, I think it's just understood now that if you are going to play defense for us, you've got to play the way we want you to play. And we've got a lot of kids wanting to do that right now. It's made a big difference for us.
0: Well, coach, you get an opportunity this Friday night to run your record to five and Oh, um, this week you got North Platte on the schedule, another KCI conference game and another opportunity to get a big get to get a win in the conference. You know, um North Platte, you know, I know they're gonna be coming ready to play. Um, coach, just um your scouting report on the Panthers and um what can we expect from this football game on Friday?
2: Well, I, I know they're struggling right now and, and they're probably the record's probably not what they want it to be, but you know, they've done some good things this year. Their their entire team's pretty much back from the year before. And then they scored a few more points this year and done some things offensively that's uh, shown they're improving. And, um, you know, we got the bad word happening this week here, and it's homecoming with all the extra stuff going on. So we got a lot of extra things going on with all the homecoming stuff. And we've got to show we can stay focused and do the little things right in order to make sure that we're keeping this about football. So that's a huge deal for us. But, you know, they're going to play fast on defense. They're a 4-3. They play aggressive. They're really good up front. That's where their strength of their team is, is on the offensive and defensive lines. And their defensive line really controls tempo. If they're playing well, that defense plays well. And on offense, they run a single back look, and they'll motion to have two or three backs back there and mess with us a little bit. So we've got to be uh, very consistent in what we're doing and how we're doing it, and we've got to make sure we play hard and get uh, 11 guys to the ball because they have some ball carriers that can do some good things. So um, we need to come out and play strong, play fast, and, and see what happens and hopefully give ourselves a chance to compete.
0: Well, Coach, uh, I want to thank you so much again for coming on the podcast once again. Every single week you give your time, uh, give a few minutes of your time to talk about Baby Cannon Dragon football. Um, it's been a pleasure to follow this football team over the past couple seasons. Um, Coach, thank you so much, and uh, good luck to you and your boys against North Platte. Cliff, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for having us. And that was Bibby Cannon Head Coach Aaron Fritz. Next matchup of the KCI is going to be Hamilton looking to rebound off their week, week four loss last week to East Buchanan. And they're going to be on the road at Lathrop Mules still searching for their first win this regular season. The final matchup of the KCI conference that we're going to be looking at is Lawson at Plattsburgh. This will be the game of the week on 100.1 with Chris Ward. You can check him out on 100.1 on your FM dial. Cardinals are still looking for their first touchdown this season, while they have faced some stiff competition in Oak Grove, Lafayette County, Mid-Buchanan, and what, West Platte, that's some, that's some stiff competition there for Lawson. They're going to be taking on a Plattsburgh team coming off their first win of the season against North Platte. We had an opportunity to speak with the head coach of the Plattsburgh Tigers. That would be Brandon Boswell. Uh, we talked about his story, his upbringing, what got him into coaching, A lot of great influences on his way into the coaching ranks, and we talk about his transition into his role as the head coach of the Plattsburgh Tigers. Here's our interview with Brandon Boswell right now. And we're here on the Clip Notes podcast. We're continuing on with our week five pregame show. We're previewing the KCI and the GRC. Uh, We are here with the head coach of the Plattsburgh Tigers, first year head coach, Brandon Boswell. Coach, welcome to the podcast.
3: Hey Clifton, thanks for having me. I've never done a podcast before, so I'm really excited and I hope it turns out well.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. It's going to turn out great, dude. Um what <laughs> what we like what we like to do um to really get to know um for for first-time guests, we like to get to know you a little bit. Get to know Coach Boswell a little bit. Uh talk about how you got into coaching and um what brought you to Plattsburgh?
3: Yeah, well, I was born and raised in Chillicothe, Missouri. Uh I played high school football for Phil Willard, uh who's in the Missouri Football Coaches Hall of Fame. Um and uh man, it was just uh I had a great great upbringing there in Chillicothe and uh it's a very rich football tradition. Uh you know, going all the way back to to uh the late 60s when Bob Fairchild came and uh, won five state titles and a couple second place finishes, and I think three or four Final Four appearances. So, um, you know, tradition uh, football in Chillicothe is very strong. So I was very blessed and very fortunate that I got to uh, grow up in that town and experience the football program that I did. Uh, when I was when I was in sixth grade, we had the YMCA come to town, and they started uh a contact full contact football uh so I got to start playing full contact football in sixth grade and seventh grade, and then uh eighth grade was when you started playing middle school football at that time and I just went through you know my four years there and was fortunate uh in my high school years we won four district titles and um you know it was always tough sledding we had to go up against those Platte county teams of the Early 2000s, but um, uh, you know it was all in all a great experience playing for Phil Willard and and a lot of the coaches there. Um, after that, I walked on at Central Missouri State in Warrensburg uh, and was there for one year, um, and then I ended up transferring to Missouri Western State University, where I played for uh, Jerry Partridge, and I was there till about 2008 and got to play with some Plattsburgh greats like J.R. Graham and Joey Harris and uh, you know we had uh, had a uh, some success there at Mo West and I really got to it was in college that I really learned the the intricacies and the schemes of football really well um, you know actually coach coach Reggie Trotter was my positions coach um, and man, just a great human being, you know, and and not many compare to him, uh, and just uh, his ability to teach the game, but ultimately, you know, how he taught his players to to be great young men, and how he modeled being a husband and a father was something I always remember about Coach Trotter, so uh, I was fortunate to do that, and after college, um, I, uh, uh, you know, went into teaching, and I got my first uh teaching job at Trenton High School in Trenton, Missouri in the fall of 2010. Um I was assistant coach there under Wes Croy, uh who's also uh uh in the Missouri Football Coaches Hall of Fame. Um and and I just uh served under him for uh four or five seasons and then when he stepped down to become the athletic director at Trenton I applied for the head coaching job and got it. And so Um, I was very blessed to uh, come in contact with a lot of great kids in that program. So I was a head coach at Trenton, uh, the fall of 14 to the fall of 18. uh, And then kind of, you know, um, I would say in all honesty, just kind of lost sight, I think, of what I wanted to be as a head coach and I got caught up in worrying about schemes and things like that and i think my relationship suffered and so at that that time it was uh you know it was time to move on and so i i was fortunate that i got to be an assistant under chris shoning at south harrison um in the fall of uh 19 and the fall of 20 um and and that was just a great experience at south harrison we won a district title And we were conference champions of the GRC in 2019 and then in 2020 we were also conference champs but uh, eventually lost to the eventual district champs uh, Hamilton so uh, but after that uh, my my best friend Cody Denton that I grew up with at Chillicothe he was at Plattsburgh and uh, this job came open and he asked me if uh i'd be interested and and after some thought and prayer and talking to my wife uh, we decided we would give it a chance here at plattsburgh so um it's it's just been a real blessing to have these opportunities come up
0: absolutely i i definitely that's a great story there a lot of the coaches and a lot of the great you 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 mentioned some of the probably some of the greatest coaching names in the history of the state there in that story but um Coach, let's talk about your football team now. Let's um, talk about the offensive side first. Um, if people were to go to a Plattsburgh football game for the first time, who would be some of the uh, main players be on the offensive side of the football that they would see?
3: Sure. Yeah, we have uh, we have a young sophomore quarterback and Isaiah Howard. Um, you know, some people may know his dad, Michael Howard, uh, was a, a great player here at Plattsburgh in the early 2000s. Um, but Isaiah, you know, the sophomore, uh, just super athletic, um, very gifted genetically, uh, been raised to play sports, you know, and, and so he, not just football, but, but really any sport. I mean, he, he understands, um, the concepts of all those things and, and schemes. And so he, he just really excels. I mean, he's, I got to watch him play basketball last winter, and uh, man, it was it was really fun to watch. He's just uh, an amazing player that that uh, plays for the Mocan uh, basketball team and can just do some really awesome things. Uh, Right now, I mean, he's he's thrown for 664 yards um, and eight touchdowns, you know. So, uh, and he can make plays with his feet and keep keep the play alive and keep his eyes downfield and um does a really good job, you know, so we're we're very fortunate to have him. Uh right now, I mean our leading rusher is uh, Brock Stagel. Um <clears throat> or sorry, it's uh it's actually Luke Schrader, um uh is and we ca we really kinda give give the ball to several people to run, but Luke Schrader and Brock Stagel, um and Isaiah are our three leading rushers right now and uh so we we spread the ball out you know we, we go 2 by 2, 3 by 1 um and try to go up tempo as quick as we can uh when it benefits us and and just sling the ball around and and uh try to try to snap the ball every 15 seconds you know and and make big plays um but those are some of the some of the top names offensively when you look at our skills players we have you know we have some some good linemen Gabe rainwater uh as a returning starter for us um at uh, offensive tackle and a good sized kid got good feet uh, really understands the game you know is was, i was just always impressed with him and his ability to recommend things and 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 that makes it a lot easier when you're a head coach you know kids kids have some understanding of the game and schemes that it, it makes makes it a whole lot better. So um, those are some of our our bigger names uh, offensively. You know, Skyton and Stockton's another great receiver that we have and kid that can run the ball. He's he's really fast. Um, you know, he's his 40 times are in in the four low four sixes. And and so he can run he can run pretty fast and can really stretch the field. Uh, unfortunately against West Platte two games ago, uh, he suffered a knee injury, but we hope to have him back in a couple of weeks and, uh, just, just keep, uh, improving that way. So, um, but yeah, that's, you come to a Plattsburgh game. That's, those are the names you're going to hear quite a bit, uh, along with, uh, Nathan Bash, who also plays receiver for us. Uh, we got a young freshman and Dante Bingham that that's a big, strong kid that, uh, can give us some reps here and there. And uh, J- Jaden Hauser is another fast kid that can stretch the field for us. Uh, he's a sophomore. Um, so those, those are just uh, some of the kids that, that, that produce for us offensively.
0: And I can't forget about the defense. I know a lot of those players that you yeah. named there uh, play both sides of the ball. Um, talk about how they figure into the defensive side and if there's any new names on the defense.
3: Well, yeah, defensively, um, we have a phenomenal linebacker in the middle, and Nathan Bash, Uh, he's a senior. Uh, Right now, um, he has 70 tackles, um, and I think 40 solo and and 30 assisted. Uh, He has 10 tackles for a loss and and a sack, Um, and he is just – he reads – you know as good as any linebacker better than i've than I've ever got to coach it's it's just really impressive to watch him on film and uh you know I think he's a kid that can play on Saturdays um at some level um but just his understanding of the game and and also as a leader out there on the defense getting kids where they need to be lined up correctly and, and he just understands what the offense is trying to do um you know and Where they like to attack and who their best players are. So, um, it's, it's pretty impressive, uh, to watch him. You know, next we have Caleb Davis. Uh, he's, he's got 17 tackles on the season, but he's just super smart. Um, he plays offensive guard for us as well, but, but he's really smart and understands, uh, what teams are trying to do. Um, and so when you have kids like that, 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 uh, you know, understand the game and, and off what the offense is trying to do. It just, uh, you have a chance to succeed, but in our secondary, uh, you know, you have Isaiah Howard again back there and Brock Stagel that, that really do a good job at, at safety and, and, um, you know, getting our secondary aligned right and calling coverages. And uh, so they do a good job. Brock has 16 tackles and, and um, Isaiah. Um, Isaiah I think has 24 tackles so um, they can get downhill you know Brock Stagel in our game against North Platte it was uh, I think fourth and fourth and four fourth and three uh, near I think we were tied at that time in the fourth quarter and he came downhill from a safety spot and and uh, stuck the running back you know about a yard shy so uh, that that was really one of the best plays I've seen all season.
0: Well, coach, uh, let's talk about your let's talk about your season so far. Uh, off to a one and three start, but you were able to pick up a victory on Friday night against North Platte, twenty two to sixteen was the final score to get your official first win as as a Plattsburgh head coach. Uh, coach, just to walk us through that ball game on Friday night.
3: Yeah, I mean it all started. Uh, It's not great, you know, when you've got uh, all these kids and and the the start of the game is pushed back. We had a line of storms come through uh, down I-29 and uh, there was lightning in the area, so we couldn't start till later. Uh, So to keep kind of keep kids corralled and things like that, it's it's not the funnest thing to do. But, um, you know, we came out a little sluggish and and. You know, defensively we stopped them, uh, but we went three and out right away. Offensively, and uh, had some drop passes. Um, You know, struggle or sorry, struggled to run the ball inside, uh, and so we went three and out. And we went to punt it, and and Isaiah, you know, he went to punt it, and his foot plant foot slipped right out from under him. So he shanked the punt, and it bounced on the ground right into a North Platte player's hands, and. And he took it the other way for 44 yards. And so, right out the gate, we're down six there. And um, they came out in swinging gate, which we hadn't seen them do yet this year. So, we're a little ill ill prepared for that. And they were able to score a two point conversion. And at that point, you know, it just kind of seemed like um, we couldn't get the ball to bounce our way, you know, Uh, even in weeks one through three. It was just a little frustrating. But, so that you know, for a young kid, I think dealing with the mental side of it, it's it's really hard. Um, and so to be down out the gate was was difficult, and we just struggled really the first half. Uh, they hit us for a big play in the second quarter, and um, you know it scored on the next play, and we had our heads down, and and then scored another two point conversion. So um, at halftime we were down 16 nothing, and. And we just made some adjustments at halftime and we had some leaders on the team step up and really challenge uh, the team and themselves and demanded that we do better. And so with the adjustments we made, we came out and played more sound defense and uh, we were able to uh, get a safety there in the third quarter. Uh, where we chased the quarterback into the end zone and he threw it out of bounds while he was in the end zone so we got a safety and then we were able to get another stop defensively and went down the field and scored um, on a on a touchdown pass to um, Brock Stagel or sorry Isaiah Howard ran it in from three yards out Uh, and then we just kept getting stops defensively we didn't we didn't score every possession in the second half, but there were some times where we got real close, but we just kept dropping balls. We I think we were on the about the 10-yard line and we dropped three straight passes in the end zone. And so we were just pretty frustrated at that point, but we were able to on our next offensive possession um in the in the fourth quarter, uh we hit Nathan Bash for I believe a six yard touchdown on an out route uh, where their inside linebacker didn't, didn't take the flats. So um, uh, he was wide open and caught it. And so we, we failed the two point conversion. So at that point it was tied 16, 16 um, and uh, made another defensive stand, got the ball back, went down. I think we got within the 10 and turned it over on downs. Uh, but again, our kids stepped up mentally and, and it was on the next, uh, that defensive series that Brock Stagel had that great hit on the quarterback. And so we got the ball and we went down the field and scored, uh, in about two minutes, uh, when we hit, uh, Brock Stagel for a 21 yard touchdown pass, uh, as, as, um, Isaiah was fleeing the pocket and just put it up in the air and Brock was able to go up and get it. and. And so we went up 22-0 and failed on the two-point conversion, uh, but kicked off. I think there was about a minute um, 25 to go in the game. And North Platte rolled out to the right, and and uh, Kirkham just threw it up. And um, we were able to – Luke Schrader broke on the ball and tipped it to himself and intercepted it, and, and then we were able to, to – we just had to run one play at that point, and Isaiah – pulled it on a on a replay and and ran it right up the middle for a 15-yard gain and then we could just take three meals and that was the ball game. So really exciting to be you know you don't want to be down uh that much but uh really to come back and score 22 unanswered I think was a big step for us mentally and and how we handle adversity and I'm just excited to continue to grow with these kids and after the game I mean, just it was pure joy just to get to see our kids smile and celebrate. And that's really what I enjoy the most about it.
0: Well, Coach, you're going to get an opportunity to get win number two this week as you guys are at home this week against Lawson, a KCI rival. Um, Coach, um, what have you seen on film from the Cardinals? And uh, what can we expect from this football game on Friday?
3: Yeah, well, I've been saying even though Lawson hasn't won a game, you know, they're they're capable of beating us. We haven't really uh played phenomenal, you know, outside of our second half at at North Platte. I mean we we continue to drop footballs. Um we struggled to run the ball inside at times and and that can just be really difficult. So um you know, I think against West Platte it was just seven nothing at halftime. And uh so Lawson's a, a, a team that can that can give us problems and beat us if we're not ready on friday it's going to be homecoming you know we got stuff going on all day that day with the float building and then a parade and all that stuff so plenty of distractions uh for 16 17 year olds to deal with that you'd rather not have to but you know i just think that's that's part of the high school experience and instead of worry about it we need to embrace it and 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 it's another game. Let's go out and compete and be our best. So you know, Coach Crawford uh, has been the offensive coordinator under Coach Dunn um, for for years, and uh, is really you know does a good job running um, a wing T style offense. And you know we expect that uh, they'll try to you know try to hit a soft tackle or get to the edge. And and uh, if we're not if we're not good. Good at that that point of attack, you know we'll we'll really struggle. Um, I know they're, uh, I believe their starting quarterback got injured week two, um, and so they're they're playing some younger guys offensively. But uh, you know still, Lawson Lawson's always had athletes, and and they still do. Um, they're just young and learning, so I think every week they get better. And I think people also have to understand the schedule Lawson's played. It's been a very, very tough schedule. And so um just we know we know they'll be prepared and and they're hungry for a win. They're hungry to score. Um and so if we're if we don't bring our A game it'll it'll be very tough for us and and we could easily lose. So but I'm confident that our kids will be ready to go and just build off of what we did at North Platte.
0: Well, Coach, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and joining me for the first time. Um, Good luck to you and your kids in the rest of the week of practice and homecoming activities. And uh, good luck to you guys on the game Friday against Lawson.
3: Yeah, Clifton, I enjoyed it. Man, it's great to talk to you again. And, um, you know, we could stay on here and reminisce about our days working together at
0: Little
4: Caesars
3: there in St. Joe, but uh, people may not want to hear about that, so we won't put them through it.
0: Uh, you know what? That might actually be a podcast by itself right there. But, um, <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. Good luck to you guys on Friday. All right, buddy. Thanks. That was the head coach of the Plattsburgh Tigers, Brandon Boswell. Tigers will be looking for their second straight win as they take on Lawson on Friday night. Let's take a look into the GRC now. The big matchup there is going to be South Harrison at Polo. Apollo 4-0 on this season, they've been doing it, They have the scores haven't been pretty, they've been doing it maybe without between 10-20 points a game, but their defense has been really, really strong. This year, we had an opportunity to talk to the head coach of the Panthers, Kyle Ross, we catch up with him for the first time this season, we talk about last week's game at Gallatin, and a look ahead to this week's matchup with South Harrison. Here's our interview with Coach Kyle Ross right now. And we're here on the Cliff Fest podcast we're continuing our preview here on the Week 5 pregame show. We are running through the KCI and the GRC. We are here with the head coach of the Polo Panthers back for the first time this season, Kyle Ross. Coach, how are you?
4: I'm good, Cliff. Thanks for having us on.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, coach. Um you guys have a 4-0 record um this season of um, coming off a 13 to 12 win over Gallatin. On Friday night, um, Coach, just um walk us through that ball game.
4: Well, I mean it's it was uh exciting I guess for people. I don't know nerve wracking for me, but we uh I mean Galton's a good team. Galton's uh was the preseason pick to win the conference and they still still could. You know, they're they're very talented and Coach Treese does a really good job with them. Um and they, they played exceptionally hard. I thought they played hard. Um for the whole game. We kinda got, you know, rain delayed as most people did on Friday. It wasn't rain. It was lightning and stuff. So it throws you off your routine and 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 whatnot. And we just we just had to get into a rhythm and then um you know we just we just missed on some things. So did they. I mean to be honest, there's probably about four plays in this game. This could have been more like a you know a thirty twenty eight game, which is what maybe everybody was thinking it would be and um, you know, just some misses and and uh but and some people playing pretty good defense um we're still causing some turnovers and i think i think that's because we're we're really really preaching to run to the ball run to the football we're we're trying to do that i mean i was with coach fritz a long time ago and i know that's something that i mean they're on with you know coach rumpf and and our guys have seen that up close and personal how that works and um they've kind of embraced it and and we're trying to do that, and I think that's helping us play play pretty good defense for the most part um,
0: go ahead coach sorry
4: no i just that's probably it i mean we're just we're we're rallying to the football and and it's it's giving us a chance you know um that game kind of unfolded we we ended up being down twelve nothing with seven minutes left, you know we got a uh, got a big kick return from a young kid. Um, then, you know, made the correct blocks that we needed to punched it in. Um, you know, got a whole, got a, you know, on defense held them and, um, you know, ended up getting down, made a couple of plays. We actually threw a touchdown pass, you know, to tie it. And the kid that caught that, Jace Bowling caught that one of our tight ends and, uh, you know, it wasn't a long pass. We just, we used him to kind of post up in the end zone. We, we, uh, got to him and then he walked over and he kicked the extra point. And, uh, then we play, had to play with our ears pinned back for about a minute and a half. You know, it seemed like six hours, but we were able to keep them out far enough to where they had to try to kick a field goal and they were wide left. And, and that's how that finished. A lot of excitement on our sideline and, and, uh, it's good. I mean, our kids spent two years not winning any game on any level, um, in a not too distant past. And we're trying to, trying to beat those demons out of them every day. So, uh, I think, I think they're coming along.
0: It seems like, you know, that defense is pretty much beating those demons. They're pretty much beating them out of the other team there. So, um, coach, um, 4-0 on the season, 2-0 in the GRC. Um, next up on your guys' schedule is South Harrison. Um, Pretty much, uh, I know they're a little bit down this year, but they've been pretty much a staple in the GRC for several years now. Um, Coach, uh, what have you seen on film from the Bulldogs, and what can we expect from this football game on Friday?
4: Well, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a, a knockdown dragout again. I mean, their kids play hard, and they've got they've got kids back from a team you know that's been in the conference championship. You know, they've been try chance maybe the last two years and you know they've been a district champ in recent years coach showing so i i know that they're they're well coached coffee on defense they're well coached um you know they're used to beating polo you know their older kids are um we used to kind of make it a a point to 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 go you know try to beat them cuz if they were the big big team in the conference at that time you know then why not go there and beat them and we you know we were able to do that several years um that's been a while ago so this group's gotta kind of buckle down and 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 we, we want to see where we're at you know we could have we could very easily been on four right now you know and they know it so it's going to be how hard do they want to play for from whistle to whistle on that night we'll see what happens
0: absolutely may not always be pretty but you get the but you've been getting the wins on the scoreboard there so um coach ross thank you so much for coming on the podcast um, good luck to you and your boys through the rest of the week of practice, and good luck to you guys on Friday against South Harrison.
4: Well, I appreciate it, Cliff. I hope the hope uh, season is awesome for you as it is for everybody that's
0: getting to do it. That was the head coach of the Polo Panthers, Kyle Ross. Thank you so much, Coach, for coming on the podcast. Other matchups at the GRC are going to be tritting looking for their third straight win as they're on the road at Milan. That will definitely be a tough test for the Bulldogs as they match up with Mylan. Gallatin is at Maysville, and Princeton is at Putnam County. That will round out the GRC schedule, and that will do it for segment two of the Week 5 pregame show. The next segment, we're going to do eight-man football in Kansas all in one segment. We got a lot of good stuff in the eight-man portion. You definitely want to stay tuned to that. And until then, keep listening, everybody.